Long story short, when it comes to building a personal brand, and a lot of the times people don't understand that, people want to buy from those that they know, like, and trust, right? They don't get on social media to be sold to, but they really like to buy on social media. They want to buy from people that they feel are genuine, authentic, and real and transparent, and not always trying to sell them something. Hi, my name is Evan Herman, and I'm documenting my journey on becoming the best version of myself while learning how to be an entrepreneur and developing the successful habits that are necessary to get and keep me there. If you want to come alongside of me and make this journey together, we'll be listening and learning from some of the world's greatest mentors in the areas that matter most, faith, family, finances, friendship, fitness, and fun. So join me on the Whole Person Podcast. I just wanted you guys to know that I love being the host of the Whole Person Podcast. That being said, I wanted you to know where the money comes from for the show. The truth is, we actually don't make money on the podcast just yet. And so as of right now, the way that the podcast gets funded is because through my real estate career, I pay to produce and create the Whole Person Podcast. Now, eventually... I would like the show to be self-sustaining, but until then, I am okay with producing the financial revenue in order for the show to work because, well, this is my baby. So that being said, if you know of anyone that is looking to buy or sell a home within the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, I'd be more than happy to talk with them and see how I can help them do that. And if by chance you live outside the area and you or someone that you know is looking to buy or sell a home... I would love to even talk with them. And the reason why is because I can help connect them with the right real estate agent and even those agents pay referral fees. And by doing these things, you will actually help me to pay for the production of the Whole Person Podcast. And I just want to say thank you for that. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. Today, we have a great show for you. We have someone who knows what it means to take care of yourself as well as an individual who focuses on branding. And in her bio, I want to read this to you. It's overwhelmed and stressed out with little self-care. Lisa had a wake-up call in her mid-40s, tired of going through the motions of life with her lifestyle and career as a licensed marriage and family therapist. She decided to pursue her passion of creatively making a difference in the lives of others by creating a podcast for Talk Therapist. Throughout her coaching and training, she specializes in helping others design a life that allows them to do more with what they love. She is the host of the podcast, The Therapy Show, with Lisa Mustard. Lisa, how are you? I'm great, Evan. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I am glad you're here as well. You know, this whole podcast that you're on called The Whole Person Podcast, it's about living a life as a whole person in faith family, finances, friendship, fitness, and fun. You know, I wanted to call this podcast FU, but based off of the audience that I'm going after, most likely would not click <laughs> on, on a podcast called FU. Um, so Lisa, I want to ask you your first question. What brought you to the point that you realized you needed to take care of yourself? Oh, Evan, that is a big question. And I don't want to spend an entire hour on it. And I could easily. <laughs> um, and when I turned 40, I realized that the role of Lisa was just pretty much gone. I was like mom, I was employee, I was wife, but I didn't really know who I was anymore. I had a great job. My kids were healthy. My marriage was great. But I really felt as though I had lost my, my spark for just having a living, um, like optimal and vibrant life. You know, I had that in my twenties, I had that in my early thirties. And then when I had my first child and then, you know, you just get into the busyness of parenting and getting through your day. Um, I kind of just hit, you know, I hit like this, I hit this point where I had a day to myself away from my husband and away from my kids. And I didn't know what to do with myself. And that kind of freaked me out because 20 years ago, I would have been, out there doing something. And I couldn't even remember who I was prior to all of that. So I just was like, I've got to do something different. I need to find Lisa again. I need to get my, my mojo back. I need to, I need to feel comfortable in my skin. 
Um, and I want to, I want to feel as I go into my forties, which is midlife, right? So I kind of had a little midlife crisis, a little, little midlife crisis. I wanted to know that like, I wasn't done yet. Like that had more in me to go out there and, you know, I love my job. I love being a therapist. I love helping people. But I wanted to pivot. I wanted to tr- do something different, still use those skills, but like take it to a different level or to a different audience. And I did that through a number of ways. I didn't, looking back on it, I didn't realize what it was going to do for me as I've kind of, I wouldn't say I've come full circle. I feel like I'm still in the circle, but I look back now and I look at my journey and I go, ah, that was an opportunity that presented itself. And oh, I was open to that. So that's where that took me next. Or that was a stepping stone to something else. And, you know, I just kind of followed the signs that presented themselves to me because I was open because I was so ready to, to do something a little bit different in my life and in my career. So you reached this place of burnout. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm understanding, you opened yourself up to a few different changes. And how did you know, because you said you followed the signs, how did you know what the signs were? Because I think sometimes we can get like, is that is that what I'm supposed to do? Or right. is that what I'm supposed to do? Right. Well, let me tell you, I've had a lot of signs and I followed a lot of them, but, this, but they didn't always pan out. So for example, um, one of the things I looked at doing when I started this process was, okay, I'm going to do some life coaching and health coaching. And so I went down those paths. But what I found was that it was kind of like doing counseling again. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be so um, one-on-one. I wanted to kind of take a step back and like impact at a, at a broader level. So I decided to kind of pivot from that. And another thing I realized too was, I didn't want to be away from my family. You know, I didn't want to spend the evening on the phone or a Saturday morning meeting a client. I didn't, I didn't want to do that anymore because I was doing that enough in my, my work that I was seeing folks after they got off work or I was seeing them on the weekends. And a lot of that is part of what I do in my job. So um, I would do that, but I didn't want to like, ex- I didn't want to extend it further than I needed to. So yeah, I, I, I kind of went down some other things that presented themselves to me and I gave it a try and I, I dipped my toe in. I was like, no, that's not it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at it as a failure. I would look at it as, okay, what did I learn from that? And what do I want to do different moving forward? And I honestly think that part of the reason I was in, that wasn't always easy. Like, don't get me wrong. It wasn't always easy. I had many wall kicking moments and I had many times where I was like, what am I doing? What am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> I'm doing the things that I thought I love, but it's just not filling me up. And so I started to just, I just would pay attention to anything that entered my world. I didn't say no to, to really anything. I would take a look at stuff. Um, and I would decide, does this fit my, my highest values? And if it did, then I would, I would pursue it and see where it would take me. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I love doing my podcast is, I mean, I can, I can do it in the, I don't want to say the pockets of my day because that sounds like a 20 minutes here and there, but I can do it um, with my kids around me. You know, I can do it with my husband here. Um, I can do it on the weekends and it's home. I mean, I am wearing pants right now, but I could do it, you know, and I I can do it in what I'm comfortable in. Um, And that just really lights me up and that just opens the door for more connections and and more relationships. And and so I I think that a lot of people get kind of caught up in, they feel like they're a failure if something doesn't pan out. But I'm like, no, no, it's really a growing opportunity for you. You don't have to see it as as failure. You know, see it as, well, what did you learn? You know, what do you want to do different next time? So when you reach this point of essentially being in the same place, you know, what I liked specifically is you used the words, you took time to do self-care. What does self-care look like? Now, it could be different per person, but on a broad sense, what are some advice that you would give me and other listeners on how to just take care of themselves, energize themselves, make them feel fulfilled, not so that we can be selfish, but so that we can show up better in the world around us? Sure. And honestly, if you really want to go in a deeper dive into this topic, my very first episode on my talk, on my podcast is all about self-care. Now it's definitely self-care for therapists. Um, but it, it, I mean, it's stuff that anybody can use. Um, and it actually, as a therapist, when I implement those self-care, t- those self-care tips, I am actually a better therapist for my clients. And so, you know, it's all, it's all interchanged. Um, so I guess it really depends on the person, um, you know, basic things like, 
are you, well, let, let me kind of speak broadly because I think as a woman, and I don't know, you know, maybe this fits for men too, but, um, I, I would say the number one thing that I had to realize pretty quickly was that I couldn't say yes to everything. Um, I had to say no to a lot of things because when I was saying, you know, yes to certain things at the school or certain things in my work or certain things with friends, I was saying no to myself. So I had to really look at what I was being asked, invited to do and decide if that was something that I wanted to pursue. So like one of the things that I love is, I I don't know if you know this about me, but I love to work out. I love to go to the gym. I love to train. And I have a lot of women who say, I want to train with you. I want to work out with you. But that is my like sacred self-care time. And so I have to say, no, I'm sorry. That's That's my time. But I'm such a giver and I'm such a people pleaser at heart that it's really hard for me to say no to women because I know what it's like to really want to find somebody that can kind of show you the ropes and like take you around but I have to set those boundaries or else my self-care goes down the drain because I really do get so much energy and so much endorphins and adrenaline from, you know, challenging myself at the gym. So I would, that's number one tip is just look at what you're saying yes to and, and take a long, hard look at, is it really serving you? Um, maybe things that served you in the past, it's just not serving you anymore. I've said no to peer groups. I've said no to doing consultations. I've said no to you know, doing supervision with people because it takes away from my self-care time. Um, another thing that I think is really important, and I'm not going to get into the weeds of, you know, the um, all the science behind it, but I think people need to, are not getting enough sleep. And when we don't get enough sleep, um, we aren't functioning at our highest. And I see that, you know, one of the very first things in a counseling session is I'm asking, how much sleep are you getting? And how, how consistent are you getting that kind of sleep? Um, sleep is so important. We need, believe it or not, we still need seven to eight hours of sleep a night. I'm, I'm like, I am very regimented with that. And so is my husband and we're very regimented with our children because well, they're children and you know, it's really important to get your sleep. So if you're not getting enough sleep, I really would, um, I would say, you know, turn off the electronics at night. Don't watch the Netflix. I know it's hard. And if, you know, the first couple of nights it might feel weird and it doesn't, it doesn't, a lot of people say, well, when my kids go to sleep, that's when I get my me time in, which I totally get. But that's only if that's keeping you up at night and you're not getting enough sleep, then you're grumpier the next day for your kids. It's a cycle, you know, so I really want people to, and then, you know, what else are you doing? Like, how are you fueling your body? Are you feeding it good stuff? And I'm not saying you have to eat kale all day or Brussels sprouts, but, you know, really take a look at what you're fueling your body because that impacts your energy and impacts your mood as well. Um, other things, you know, are you get enough water. Are you spending time with your family? Are you spending quality time with your family? Are you spending quality time with your spouse? Um, And, you know, a lot of that leads to sometimes people take a look at what they're doing and they go, oh, you know, I've got a lot going on that I'm not, I'm not doing those things. And it's just a simple thing of just reflecting and being aware of self-care can actually spur people into a self-care plan. Um, for a lot of people, it's reading Bible, it's reading scripture, it's journaling, it's meditation, you know, whatever makes you feel grounded and centered and helps you make clearer decisions and not react emotionally to things. I think that's really, really important. And self-awareness is so key. So there's a lot of things that you mentioned there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just kind of bullet point some of the keys that, that I picked up on, you know, for starters, when it came to self-care, you know, you said you said two things. And I want to emphasize this. In the first question, you talked about saying yes to, to many things. And then in this question, you said saying no to many things. Mm-hmm. Those are two different questions. So for anyone that's like, wait, she said yes to all these. And you know, there's no right. contradiction there. She's saying no to the things that drain her right. on this question. And on the first one, she's saying yes to opportunities Correct. that that could help in the area that she's wanting to develop in. So I want to clarify that. But you were saying no to the areas that would just drag you down or wear you out that aren't your highest or best performance. So I liked that, number one. Number two, you talked about having time to take care of you physically. And I think that is important for all of us because I've had moments of life when I have and haven't, and I definitely feel better when I have. And I loved that you mentioned that it energizes you. It gives you endorphins to create, to start the day. And you hit on something so profound that I, I really haven't thought about it in my own life. It's how much sleep are you getting? Mm-hmm. Because all these 
great business people who are successful are operating on like four or five hours of sleep. And my body personally can't do that. So like, for example, yesterday I was tired. I went to bed at 8.30 and I'm thinking, okay, I'll probably wake up around 3.30, 4, 5, you know, based off of just seven hours, six hours sleep cycle. I didn't wake up till 7.30. Like my body just slept and it was amazing. I woke up, I felt completely rested and my body did not hurt when I woke up, which is an important key because lately I've been waking up and my body's been hurting and it's been like an hour to get ready for the day. Wow. But I, I really like what you said. You take you say no to the things that that drain you. You mm-hmm. say yes to opportunity. You take care of your body. And then you do that by physically working out and and sleeping. And then going into scripture or things that help you make good, solid decisions throughout the day through meditation, journaling. And so mm-hmm. those are some awesome would you say that that's kind of some of your daily routine? Yes. And I would say that also, I want to add on there talking to my husband. I'm very, my husband and I are like, we get each other really well. And so I'll run things by him all the time. Um, and I, and I joke around my and I think maybe, maybe because I'm a therapist and like, I'm always processing my stuff. I mean, kind of, I don't do it all the time to him, but I'll say, you know, I was thinking about this, what I said to you yesterday. And I think this is where it came from. What do you think about that? You know, and he, poor guy, he's probably like, uh, you know, but on certain things, um, we, we work really well together in the idea department. And um, so I want to encourage you to, to talk to somebody who supports you and who gets you. It doesn't have to be your spouse. Maybe your spouse is like, you know, supports you and loves you and cares about you, but doesn't really understand like the, op, the you know, the entrepreneurial side. So right. find somebody who does and, and really kind of, um, I don't know if you want to use them as a peer or as a mentor, but um, I think that's also really, really important. Okay. How does self-care affect your business or your brand? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think self-care allows you to stay present and stay focused. Um, and when you're in a place of jiving of self-care um, and you take a step, well, I guess there's, it depends on maybe what you're doing for self-care, like daily self-care versus like going on vacation and, and shutting down social media and like getting into nature and al- allowing your creativity flow. I think there's a difference there. Um, but when I'm vibing high in my self-care, then my brand is like, it just, well, it just flows. Like I just, I share authentically and congruently who I am and what I'm about. So when I'm, when I'm in that happy mental space of self-care, you know, content creation comes a lot smoother. Podcasting comes a lot smoother. Um, when I'm stressed out, those things become really difficult. And I can give examples of like, you know, when I'm stressed out or I've got a lot of things going on, you know, you know, Evan, like after you record a podcast and you go back to do an intro or something, it's like really hard to focus. And so at least for me, it's hard to focus to write that intro. It's like my mind is kind of scattered and all over the place. So that's when I go, okay, what's going on? Like, what do you need to do right now to kind of get yourself back in the zone? And sometimes that's just go for a short walk, um, go play with our puppy dog. You know, um, sometimes I realize like I, I need to, I need to, instead of telling my kids to go be quiet, I need to go interact with them for 20 minutes and kind of like, just tell them what I'm doing. And I need you guys to, cause they're young. Like I need you guys to like help me out here and be quiet and help me think and, or like help me get into that space of thinking. So I think when I am in a good place of self-care, everything just kind of flows easier. I'm quiet. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm really processing through what you just said. Cause there's several things that, that just lit up in me. So I'm not an individual who has suffered from anxiety in my past, but it just really seems that this year um, I have been facing anxiety for, I don't know specifically what reasons. And it normally affects me in the evening. I'm more tired. I'm more frustrated. My kids are rambunctious. It's like, and I have, a 15-month-old child and a four-year-old. And so it's hectic until they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think some of it is what you're saying. You know, while they're home, even at night, I'm still trying to get stuff done. And I cause this, yeah. you know, I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to, and I just can't. 
Mm-hmm. And so I need to stop what I'm doing and be present with my family. Yeah. And then just mentally shift and focus to enjoy that time mm-hmm. and spend with them versus try to focus on other things. Yeah. Um, so that was, thank you for that. That was huge. Sure. That was a, that yeah. was kind of a, an aha for me. And I'll tell you when my, my kids are 11 and eight. And so when they were younger, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I, I totally understand that. It's like, just because we can work from home doesn't mean it's always where it's the best choice when our children are around and they, right. they need the interaction or they need, they have a lot of energy. So I, I totally understand. I think it's good that you realize that and recognize that because and now that my kids are older, like I can say, Hey guys, I'm going to go record an intro. <laughs> it's not always perfect to quiet in the house, but they're older now and they understand like, well, that usually takes, you know, 15 to 20 minutes and then I'll be back. They know not to interrupt me because they're older developmentally, like that would make sense. So you're spot on with that. I think that's really wise. I, I really like that. Now let's shift more towards branding. You know, I, I watched a Facebook video of you, golly, a couple of weeks ago, I think, when I when I first reached out, mm-hmm. and I just caught a little bit of it. it. You were talking about not selling specifically over Facebook as most people try to sell, and just kind of just push their product, no relationship, just you know, multi level market. Here I am, you know, buy from me. How how does one create a brand, number one, and what what should someone's brand look like? Right. That's a really good question. And that I I was I asked that question about three years ago because I uh, was doing it all wrong. Um, I was in I was in a health and wellness company and it was interesting though to kind of look back on my process because in the beginning when I when I decided to use the products, I really didn't want them to sell. I just wanted to lose the baby weight. And that's part of my journey. Like in my forties, when I was said I was overwhelmed and stressed out, I was really at my wits end. I wanted to feel good in my skin. And I saw this friend who was showing these before and afters. And I was like, well, I'm going to give this a try and see if this works. I mean, I'll see if it works. And it works. It worked really well for me. And, and, but I'm very, you know, there's a lot of things that go on behind these before and afters that people aren't always aware of. There's consistency of action. There's, you know, mindset. There's, you know, what kind of history do you have with exercise and nutrition that results come quick, quickly, you know, quote unquote. Um, but my results happened in about 12 weeks and people were starting to notice and they were asking me like, what are you doing? So I was just sharing what I was doing and I didn't really get that. There was a whole lot of money to be made and still until I saw the money go in my bank account and was like, well, hello, how do I do more of this? Right. <laughs> and so, but I was doing it wrong. When I realized I wanted to like make a dollar, a couple dollars on it, I started to do the befores and afters on Facebook. And I probably really, and I apologize to my warm audience all the time. Like I probably burnt them out on on, you know, all of that stuff. And so I, I wanted to, I was really curious though, cause I was seeing people in direct sales network marketing who weren't selling on their Facebook pages, but they were, as far as I can tell, you know, there's always, there's always three sides to every story. There's his, hers, and the truth that so we don't always know what's going on behind closed doors, you guys. And we present how we want people to perceive us um, on social media and in reality TV. It's not, they're not doing anything different than, than we are. Um, so I was really curious about, well, how do I build, you know, by saying you got to build a personal brand. And I didn't know what that meant. So I went looking for help and I started to coach with um, a social media coach specifically for network marketers, direct sales. But what he was teaching was ap- applicable across the board, like for anybody doing anything that they wanted to build a brand to get more visible to gain customers. And actually, everything I learned from him, I'm applying to my podcast. So, you know, it hasn't been that big of a shift for me to take those skills. So anyway, um, long story short, when it comes to building a personal brand, and a lot of the times people don't understand that people want to buy from those that they know, like and trust, right? Mm -hmm. They don't get on social media to be sold to, but they really like to buy on social media. They want to buy from people that they feel are genuine, authentic, and real and transparent, and not always trying to sell them something. So when you think about your personal brand, it's not really the company 
that, you know, that you should be sharing so much about is you should be sharing more about who you are and what you're about and what your beliefs are and what your values are. And then from there, you want to shift into the benefits of the benefits. So for example, when, um, when I was using these products and I still use them, like I still, I still, my husband and I still use them because they're great for working out and stuff. Um, so we still use the products. But what, what I found was when I shared, Hey ladies, do you want to feel good again in your skin and rock your self-confidence? is a lot different than, Hey, buy this shake. It's got 24 grams of protein in it and 12, 20 grams of carbs in it. So women can re- relate to, yeah, I want to feel good in my skin again. I want to rock my confidence. And if I am showing up and I'm getting those results and I'm rocking my confidence and I'm feeling good in my skin, then sooner or later, someone's going to reach out and go, Hey, Lisa, what is it that you use? So it's not something that happens overnight, but it's something that, you know, if you think about your brand and you think about what you stand for and you think about what people are struggling with, you become the person that has the solutions for them and has the information for them. Eventually, it might take... For some people, it takes a shorter amount of time just because of their audience and their network. So don't beat yourself up if you're doing this now and you're not seeing any results. Keep at it. Stay consistent and keep going because people are always watching always watching. Like I can't stress it enough. (laughs) They're always watching. Right. Maybe this is a question for me to ask my wife, but I don't know if she'd actually have an answer for it. And then also apply it the reverse. So as a husband, what's the best thing that I can do for my wife from your experience to help her get her self-care on its first beginning journey? Sure. Um, I guess the question is, is she, is she asking you to help her with self-care or is she unaware that she needs self-care? I think she, I think she's slightly aware she needs it, but not very much. Okay. Um, so what I would do is I was, I, I would reflect, I would reflect that back to her and say, you know, I've been thinking a lot about self-care And in fact, I just interviewed Lisa and she talked about self-care and it had me thinking about you and about, you know, how do you, how do you feel right now about your self-care and just ask her. And if she's, and if she starts crying and breaks down, then you've touched on something and you guys can go a little bit deeper. But if she goes, you know, I've never really thought about that. And I would just ask her, you know, the questions like, do you feel like you have time for yourself? Do you feel like you have the energy? Do you feel like, is there anything I can do to help you? Just start the conversation about around self-care. So for her, she doesn't feel like she has the time. She doesn't feel good in her skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are things that I was like, okay, well, what can I do to help her reach those goals? Yeah. I guess. Well, just ask her where, you know, what would she like to focus on? You know, just say, do you want to have time to go for a walk by yourself or do you need time to research, you know, healthy recipes for yourself? I would ask her where she wants, if she wants to, where she wants to start and just support her there. And then, because what happens is once we, once we start to get the self-care under our belt, we kind of want more and more and we, and and you're going to like, you're, she's going to be a happier person. So you're going to reap the benefits of that. And your kids are going to reap the benefits of it. And so you're going to want her to have more self-care. Right. And it just is like this domino effect of, well, I'm feeling good. I I don't want to stop. And you know, you just kind of keep going. Well, okay, so this week um, we're going to go, I'm going to go for a walk for 20 minutes, three days a week by myself. And she's going to come back and she's going to like, Oh, that was ask her. Well, how is that? How'd it go? You know, do you, you know, what else would you like to do that would be helpful for you? I think, um, you know, when we have little kids, we just, we just like, we put ourselves in the back burner and we, gosh, we just, we're just caretakers all day long. And I know a lot of women struggle with that. We don't talk enough about it, I think. Um, but yeah, I would just start there. Just ask her what, what would help? What would she like to do? And how can you support, how can you support her? Okay. Now shifting back to Brandy. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. You know, obviously social media is huge right now with our ability to market ourselves or just to be more present in the world around us. How does one use Facebook or Instagram to, to really grow our brand? That's a good question. I think you have to go where your customers are first and foremost. So I am a Gen Xer and I have been on Facebook since 
I don't know, 2008, I think. So I kind of have it down. Like I know Facebook well. I like Facebook. It re- I originally got on Facebook to connect with friends from high school and college. And, you know, I just like Facebook. Um, Instagram, I'm on Instagram and I do post on Instagram. Um, and I'm getting better with Instagram. And I, I find that it's a different, it's a different market over there. So you, I feel like on Instagram, you can be a little more uh, salesy. I think people on Facebook are tired of being sold to and getting those messages in private messenger. Hey girl, you should be great at joining my business, yada, yada. So um, I think with Facebook, it's a little bit easier to create a brand and to get more eyeballs on yourself because a Facebook live is amazing. Amazing. And I think everybody who wants to build a brand should be doing Facebook live, but I know a lot of people are scared. Um, why, why is that? Why should we be really using Facebook live? Well, Facebook wants to be the number one live streaming application on the globe. And so when you go live, they really like when you go live. And I, I forget the engagement rate, but it's something like you get 700% more engagement on a live, which really means you're getting more eyeballs on a live than you're getting on just a post. So, and especially if you're, um, if people are commenting and liking and sharing your live, Facebook likes that even more because they go, oh, this is good content. Because Facebook doesn't want you leaving Facebook. Once you get on Facebook, they want to keep you there as long as possible. So you don't want to link to your YouTube video in the post. You want to actually go live, maybe talk about your YouTube video and link that into the comments. But when you go live on Facebook, it just it just starts to reach out and it shows up in the algorithm. I mean, there's a lot of little things that Facebook does to, to kind of um, get people to watch your live, but it really does help grow the no like, and trust factors. Um, people feel like they know you, they feel like they can reach out to you. Um, you, you know, sharing your struggles, sharing your challenges, sharing your vulnerabilities, sharing your wins, you know, sharing fun stuff. Um, we love to watch other people and it's just human nature. So it's kind of like your own reality TV show, if you want to even look at it like that. But and then IGTV. So um, I like IGTV. I'll take my Facebook lives and I'll upload them to IGTV. I think that's, I think that's great too. What's IGTV? That's uh, Instagram TV. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure how to really explain it, but you can like, once you do a live, I save it to my phone and then I go over to Instagram and I think if it's under 10 minutes, you can upload it to IGTV and it, it shows up somewhere on Instagram. I don't know if it's in the, um, it's like if you're scrolling and mm-hmm. you see a video, you can, you know, click here to watch the whole IGTV and then it pops up. Gotcha. So that's another way to, to get more visibility, um, is the video visibility. Video for sure is huge for your visibility. Regarding social media, how do you build relationships through through it? Because you know, I'm I'm in real estate, mm-hmm. and cold calling and door knocking is what they preach like none other to to grow your business. But here's the thing. Door knocking nowadays does not exist and it it frustrates people more than anything. Mm-hmm. And so I I have found that social media tends to be more of the modern day door knocking. Mm-hmm. Plus you get to know that they're home and you see them online. <laughs> so you're like, "Hey, how are you?" Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, so if if I was a real estate agent, I would be going live all the time. I, and I, I have friends that are real estate agents and I'm like, go live, go live, go live. Why aren't you going live? So I, I'm like, it's to me, that's like, you could have content for days on real estate, but here's the thing. Like you don't want to, you don't want to get on your Facebook live and, and sell a home. You want to get on Facebook live and talk about things about, about selling your home or buying your home or three things to consider when, you know, putting your house up on the market or, is it the best time of year to buy? Is it the best time? You know, you want to just start looking at content where people go, oh, wow, Evan has some, he has some really good tips. Um, he has some really good information. So when they're ready to buy or sell, you're already like on their mind. Hmm. That's kind of what I think is the really cool thing about Facebook Live. So if it were me, and I honestly, I, I apologize, I don't know much about real estate, but um, I would be doing tips on buying homes, selling homes, how to get your house ready, 
you know, um, five things to look for in a broker, you know, uh, three things to look for in a mortgage lender. I would just be talking about the field and about the different things that you do that's going to help your potential clients because they may not be your clients right now, but you want to draw them in. You know, you want to like have them go, oh, Evan has great tips. What's he talking about today? Or Evan's really fun. You know, he tells these great jokes. I mean, you just want to mix it up. You just want to stay relevant to people. And, you know, I joke every time I go to my mother-in-law's house on her refrigerator, she has these magnets of all of these um, real estate agents. And I'm like, well, what's that about? But then I realize like those magnets of those real estate agents, I have their like image and their name like imprinted on my brain. But I mean... I don't have those magnets on my fridge, you know, but I get on social media and I'm going to see certain people in my feed because they're in my neighborhood and they're talking about, you know, selling a house. So I think we just have to get, we have to use what we're given that's free and we just have to give value. And when we give good value and we take out the commission breath, um, people will reach out to you and they'll say, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to buy. Um, or I'm ready to look at that house now, or Evan, you know, we're, we want to put our house up on the market. Can you help us? It's just a matter of time. It takes time. It takes consistency. It takes a lot of, you know, I don't feel like going live today, but I've got to go live today. Cause I haven't gone live in six days. It's, um, you have to stick with it. And I'm sure there are people in the past that said, I don't want to cold call today. I don't feel like it. Well, we have to do the things even we don't feel like doing them because that eventually will, will be the ticket you know, like that will bless us. Well, I'm going to go live today just because of this conversation. So you should watch out for it. All right. Yes. You better message me. Right. I rarely go live. I'm, I'm more so make videos and post them, but Mm -hmm. I definitely should be going live and I actually have a great idea for a video. So, well, I think videos, videos are good too, but I think you should definitely mix it up. Aim to go live two to three days a week, you know, and you know, you don't want to, you also maybe want to consider, I mean, you have kids, like the three best playgrounds in this neighborhood, you know, and that mm-hmm. show, you know, it's just things like that. Like you've got, just think outside, like what do your clients want and what do they struggle with? They want good schools, right? They want to know it's a family friendly neighborhood. Um, they want to know where the dog parks are. I mean, just think about what they're looking for and create content around that. You can't go wrong. Okay. Yeah. Now, you already answered my last question, which was, what's the quickest way we could grow our business on Facebook? Which I think you answered it through Facebook Live Mm -hmm. and building relationship. So instead of that, what questions have I asked you or haven't asked you regarding self-care or business or branding that, that you want to talk about? Um, that's a good question. Um, I would say a couple of points I just want to make before, um, cause I think it's really important cause it's really easy to get excited and it's really easy to write down some ideas, but then it's even easier to talk ourselves out of it, of doing it. So I want to encourage everybody who's listening. I have been there and I know what it's like to jot down 15 ideas and psych myself up and go, Oh, well, I only have 20 minutes today because I've got to take my kids like today's today's Monday and my kids my kids I have to like after school today I have like a jam-packed afternoon one child has gymnastics another has ballet so I have to go drop one and go to the other and then sit in the car well just do it just do it where you are like I go live in my car all the time because that's what I got and I'm not going to try to make it perfect so it's progress over perfection just get it done don't worry if nobody watches the first time there's nobody and here's the thing you guys like don't worry if you don't have any live viewers it's really the replay that you want it's really the eyeballs that are going to get on the replay so everybody says well what's the best time to do it and I say whenever you have time to do it just do it (laughs) just do it I would suggest when you're doing it, jot down a few questions for your audience. One of the questions I like to ask, because it get, the more engagement you have, the, the higher it is shown in your algorithm. So for example, as people, sometimes I forget to ask, but I'll say, you know, let me know where you guys are watching from as you hop on. And if you're on the replay, let me know where you're watching from as well. And so people start typing in, I'm in, you know, Myrtle Beach or I'm in Charlotte. And so people Mm -hmm. are engaging and that shows Facebook, oh, they like this. So we're going to keep kind of pushing it out. So you want to ask questions um, and you want to always give a call to action. If you have questions about 
buying or selling your home, feel free to reach out to me. You can message me on Facebook. You guys can go to my website, you know, however you feel comfortable contacting me. Just just remind them that they can always reach out to you to feel free to reach out to you because that's, you say it all the time and it will start to happen. So I think that's really important. And so, you know, progress over perfection, consistency of action definitely trumps, you know, the perfection. And then think about the content that you want, because as you start to share content, you'll become known for that. So be very mindful about what it is that you want to be known for. It's really important as well. Um, and then, you know, if you're having trouble with this, I just, I'm going to, I created an app, um, which is a whole other podcast in itself, like how to create an app. But I create, what happened was, um, as I was shifting my personal brand, people were reaching out to me and they're like, what are you doing? This is very different than how you used to, you know, share on social media, like what's going on? Why are you doing it this way? Why are you going live? And so I was in my private messenger a lot. I mean, way too much. Cause it, with people who weren't financially connected to me and network marketing. And my husband was like, look, you're spending way too much time giving away what you're learning and your coaching for free. Either you need to monetize it <laughs> or you need to automate it. And I was like, I'm going to create an app that brain dumps all of this that I've learned in, in to something that people can just download. And I can just go, Hey, you know what? Go download my app. It's free. Just go download the app. So I created an app. It's called your brand builder and you can get it on Google play at the Apple store. Um, in your brand builder, B U I L D R. And what it does is it just pretty much everything I've shared and, and more like different types of posts you can create, um, different types of content that you can come up with. It's all in my app. And it also will help you remember to post because one of the things that people say is I just can't remember to post. So the app actually is like a reminder app and you can just kind of, you know, two o'clock today, make a post about you know, family or go live at four or 30 PM today. And, and when it's time to go live, it'll go, it'll buzz your phone and go up oh, Lisa time to do your live. So, um, I created that app and it's just really, I mean, I look at it all the time to get my ideas for, okay, what do I want to share today? Or what am I not, what am I missing in my brand that I haven't shared in a while? Or, um, and I pay attention to, you know, pay attention to what's going on around you with your friends and with their lives and like, what can you, what can you add value? I think it always comes back to what value can you add and can you offer? Um, so I think that's, that's pretty much what I would want to reiterate. So I never get on my phone when I'm on podcasts recording people, (laughs) but I'm actually looking for your podcast or excuse me, your app. Yeah. What your brand builder. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your like Y-O-U-R brand, B-R-A-N-D, builder, B-U-I-L-D-R. Do you have an iPhone or an Android? Uh, iPhone. Okay. Then you should, it should pop up. Okay. Maybe it's because I, let's see. Yep. I got it. And you have to create an account, but I don't get that information. That's just so people can create an account. So I don't even know like how I don't even send emails out about it or anything. I would like to update it in the next year or so. It's on my list of things to do. All right. So your brand builder, B-U-I-L-D-R, not E-R. Correct. Okay. Because <laughs> I had to be cool. Take out the E. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's where it was not pulling it up. Yeah. Just putting E-R on it. So awesome. Well, Lisa, I have three questions that I like to and podcasts with. Okay. First one being, what is the biggest lie in self-talk you currently struggle with? The biggest lie in self-talk? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Um, I was just thinking about this last night with my podcast and, you know, will it be successful is, is my big question. And, and, and I don't know, and I believe it will be successful, but I keep going, well, do I have it in me? Are people going to want to listen? Are people going to want to buy the CEUs? Um, will it be successful? And that kind of keeps me up right now. Um, and I don't know if it's so much of a lie, but I think from that question, I start to go down that place of thoughts that don't serve me, which is, well, who's going to listen? You know, am I doing this right? Should I bring it differently? Um, what, you know, so things like that start to kind of eat at me, but I have to just remember you know, like take it one day at a time, look at my actions, look at what I'm doing to grow, look at who I'm connecting with, stay very clear on the steps I need to take today and not worry so much about the future. So right. that's 
probably my biggest thing right now. <laughs> what brings you peace? Oh gosh. Letting go of the things I can't control just, and then working on the things that I can. There's a prayer that sounds a lot like that. I think it's called yeah. the serenity prayer. It's yeah. It's the serenity prayer. I say it all the time. <laughs> say it. Oh, oh gosh. I don't want to mess it up. God, God grant me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, no, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Um, Oh shoot. No, I can't remember. I control the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference or something like that. Right. But, um, I say it all the time. And, but really what I say well, is I put first, you on the spot. That's why, <laughs> you know, I, like, I, I say the first part more than I think God grant me the serenity to accept, accept the things I cannot change. Cause I think that we can so easily go down that path of trying to control others or, uh, outcomes or situations. And that really does nothing except make us crazy. <laughs> right. How can I add value to you? Oh, gosh. Um, how can you add value? I mean, I guess just, you know, just stay in, like, just, just stay in touch and let me know how Perfect. things pan out for you. And if I can, you know, ever help or support, like, I just love having connected with other like-minded people that, you know, love to podcast and right. see, the, see the vision of where this can go and how we can help more people. Um, so yeah, just by having me here is just, you know, you've already added so much value to my well, day and awesome. my life. Yeah. I I'm I came across a post I think that you made on the podcast movement, which is why then I added you to to Facebook. Oh, cool. So I think that's you know? how I came. Are you part of yeah, I think you're yeah. part of that Facebook group. I love that group. I love oh, that group. I know. I think it's probably one of my favorite groups. I I I check it at least probably once a day just yeah. to see what's going on. So if you're thinking about creating a podcast or you have one definitely check out the facebook group podcast movement it has it's really really neat yeah it's great and he's actually i'm in his um his accountability challenge he's doing a 28 day accountability challenge for people who are starting a podcast and if you're considered like that is it's so great i don't know if he's going to charge for it down the road but um i just kind of in there to help a friend who she's getting started and i said i'll join the group with you and um it's great. It's so great. It's free right Is now. It already I, started because I'm. I didn't know that. Yeah, he started it um, October first, I think. Ah, so I missed it. Yeah. Oh, well, it's great though. What? Uh, so, last question I have for mm -hmm. you: What's the best decision you've ever made? <laughs> oh gosh, the best decision I ever made. Uh, going to therapy. Going to therapy was the best decision I ever made when I was twenty six or twenty seven. So twenty almost 20 years ago, um, went to therapy for the very first time. And because, and I'll tell you why, because my husband, well, at the time he was my boyfriend, but he broke up with me and he told me I was not a happy person. And he was right. I was not a happy person at all. Like I was in my late twenties. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I met him and I was like, he's going to make me happy. He's going to fulfill me. He's going to change. He will be the reason I continue to, to live. And, and I was miserable. Um, to, like, I was hard to be around because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I felt really stuck. I felt really uninspired. Um, and he broke up with me and he was like, you need to figure out who you are and what you're about. And I was like, I was devastated, like completely devastated. And that's, I went to therapy for the first time and that was, that changed everything for me. Um, walked out of that experience, decided to become a therapist because of all the work I did on myself and like learning about my family and how I was raised and like how I perceive myself, how I thought women should, what I thought like being a woman was, what I thought work was, what I thought money was. I mean, I just really dove in. It was really hard work, but that's the best decision I ever made because it just, it set me on a course of awareness and, you know, figuring things out. I mean, I'm not perfect by any means. And I struggle with all kinds of stuff and we still argue and we still fuss with each other. But I knew that if I changed me, that's all I could control. I couldn't control right. anything else. And so going to therapy probably was the best decision I ever made. And I still go, I, I still go to therapy because at 46 years old, I have new challenges and I have, you know, um, and I went, when I was in my late twenties, I went again after having my first child because I had new, I had new struggles then as a new mom. Um, and then I started going and in between all that, like I've had a lot of supervision 
because of the, as therapists, we're always getting supervision to help our clients. You know, we want to make sure we're helping them the best. And so we're always holding up a mirror of self-reflection and supervision. So I've, I think constantly just working on myself and being aware and is this how I want to show up? Is this really how I want to show up? Asking myself that question keeps me grounded and keeps me aware. Um, so yeah, therapy, I, I can't, I can't stress therapy enough. Like I think everybody, (laughs) I think everybody should go, you know, I really do. Um, and I love, I love my therapist peers. Like I just, I love them to death. This is hard work. Um, it's wonderful work, but it's hard. And there's a lot that we listen to and a lot that we, we help people with. And sometimes we tend to put ourselves on the back burner because we're so invested in helping our clients. And, um, that's one of the reasons I started the podcast is like I was burnt out and I just didn't know how much longer I had it in me to, um, to listen. And right. so yeah, therapy, go well, to therapy. <laughs> I think, I don't know if you know this, but I think it's dentists and therapists have the highest suicidal rate in any uh, career. Oh gosh. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Ooh. I think it's dentistry and uh, therapy. Well, I'm going to look psychology. into that. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. It, it, I, I heard that, golly, earlier this year or something like that. It, it blew my mind. Yeah. Um, oh, that's all. Oh, that makes me so sad for people. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Go to let, me ask, let me ask you this before we end here, because it's funny. I've been wanting to do a show about self-awareness and reflection because that is a tool that has really helped me in my life that I've really learned from just watching a friend be self-aware. And so I don't know clinically psychology. I don't know anything about how to create more self-awareness. I've just learned it through osmosis because I have a friend who's really good at being Mm -hmm. self-aware. Would you want to do a podcast over something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to, yeah, we'd have to, I'd have to do some digging on that, some research, but yeah, I think that would be really cool. Okay. Well, let's, let's, we'll postpone that one, but let's plan on something like that. Cause that's something that I'm, I'm really interested in doing in. Yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. I, oh yeah, we could talk, we could talk, definitely could talk about that. Perfect. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on today's show. Um, you are a rock star, a gem of a human being, and I appreciate you coming on so very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. you bet. Take care. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you would, I'd greatly appreciate you subscribing as well as rating and even leaving us an objective review. It helps us with our ratings and spreading the message of the Whole Person Podcast. And now, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Take care and God bless.